welcome to Groundbreaking, a podcast exploring the stories of young entrepreneurs, the businesses they are building, what's worked, what hasn't, and how they're figuring things out. Craig Pickett grew up working on his family's dairy farm. While he was completing his mechanical engineering degree, he took a role at the New Zealand satellite launch company Rocket Lab. In that role, he saw technology being used to completely revolutionise an industry. We need products and dairy to be more sustainable. We need to be better for the animals, better for the farmers. We need to get to a point where if you drink a glass of milk in the morning, you can be guaranteed that it's come from an operation that is that has healthy animals and has cows out of rivers and get to this big shift where farms are sustainable and good for the environment. In 2016, Craig founded Holter, a company set on modernising the dairy industry and bringing the best technology back to the farm. So get your gumboots on and join me as we head to the farm to go speak with Craig. Craig, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, how you doing? Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and where did you grow up? Uh, I was born and bred on a dairy farm in the Waikato. And then I shifted to Auckland to study mechanical engineering at the University of Auckland. I then went on to work at Rocket Lab, which was really when uh, everything for Holter, I guess, uh, started. So now the CEO and founder of, uh, of Holter. And we build a, a collar for cows to help change and solve a lot of the problems with farming today. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I love it. How did the time on the family farm influence you? The time I had on uh, growing up on a farm was, I think, probably invaluable to a lot of the a lot of the learnings and a lot of things we go through today. And I guess from one perspective, you you actually live and breathe all the issues and all the problems yourself, and so you really understand what you're trying to build. Um, but it's also really great at instilling like a great work ethic and things like waking up at four thirty in the morning to milk cows and Things like that, like the hours you work on a farm, I guess, uh, aren't actually all that different to the hours you do in a startup. So working at Rocket Lab had an impact on you. For those who don't know Rocket Lab, can you explain what they do? So Rocket Lab was founded by a person called Peter Beck. Um, it is a satellite launch company, so they build rockets. The purpose of Rocket Lab over, say, like NASA or SpaceX is they build rockets a lot cheaper, a lot easier, and a lot more frequently. So what they try and pride themselves on is, is opening up uh, kind of an avenue or a channel to space. So like what they say is space is open for business. So the idea is that even someone like us at Holter, we could uh, decide that we needed to put a satellite in space and we could afford to if we were to use someone like Rocket Lab. How did Rocket Lab influence the journey to starting your business? Rocket Lab, uh, when I was working there for, for Pete, a few things just blew me away. And one was like uh, watching what can be achieved when you have a really, really dedicated, uh, high-performing team. And uh, I think that was probably the biggest takeaway for me uh, and the biggest thing that stood out between Rocket Lab and, say, a lot of the other uh, very corporate businesses around around New Zealand Auckland, or even around the world. So that was that was the main takeaway for me, and I think that's been a key thing in the the growth of Holter is is trying to mimic or at least one up the um, or do a better job of of hiring and somehow um, not that easy to do. Can you explain how the technology works? 
Yeah, so we build a, a collar for cows and um, effectively the collar trains these cows to respond to cues. Now, if you think about, say, trying to train like your family dog, you tell it to sit and if it sits, you feed it. And if it doesn't sit, you're not meant to feed it, but sometimes you feed it and you might do this once a week and it's not very like consistent and repeatable and reliable. Now, software, on the other hand, doesn't you know it can wait for days to for something to happen and every time it does happen it will reinforce uh this training behavior so effectively training an animal with a device and with software is actually a really effective way to get uh to get get a cow in our case to to respond to to cues so um we use this collar to replace effectively a fence on a farm and also uh, move these animals and monitor their health and really anything you can see see visually can you talk to me about your business? What does it do and what problems does it solve? Yeah, so when you take the, the collar that can move cows uh, left and right and, and back and forward and you look at farming today, uh, there's a lot of issues. One is it's really, really hard to find labor on farms at the moment. And so this helps a lot of those farmers that are doing 100-hour weeks um, and haven't had a holiday in years and enables them to have more time with their family and with their kids. Um, it can keep cows out of waterways, which is like a big thing in New Zealand at the moment. Um, it gives you more transparency over where, over the health of an animal and closer monitoring. So there's really, these, I guess, a lot of different factors on a, on a farm. Um, we're initially targeting dairy farms. Do you have any farms using it now? Yeah, so we've been in field on, we've got our own farm. Uh, we've been on that for about 18 months, if not a little bit longer now. And that's uh, quite a, I'd say, advanced setup now. We've, we've got a, a lot of collars out there. We've got a team that's based on it. And we've just done, we do all our development on, on that closed testing grounds. And uh, that's probably one of the key successes to the pace that we can iterate and, and improve our system. Halter is set to redefine and truly change farming. How did you approach getting the idea off the ground? For me, it start out, started out more of an engineering um, problem, I guess, where I was always really keen to, to build things and play around in my spare time and solve issues. So I literally, the first thing uh, that happened was we built a collar. Um, didn't worry about anything other than that. We there's no point worrying about raising money or hiring people or funding an office until we knew that you know potentially this could work. So we built a collar and uh, tried the collar on, on an animal and to see if, if they could understand audio and, and listen to audio. And once we got that far, that's when we went out and approached uh, angel investors or uh, raised a seed round of financing um, to really uh, get this thing off the ground. Did everything go to plan? No, definitely not. And why? If anyone tells you they know the way forward perfectly or everything's gone to plan, I'd say they're probably lying. Um, maybe not, but every day things pop up that are unexpected. So uh, when you're really early, it's, it's common for investors to really invest in the team and the people behind it because they know that you don't know what's going to like what's going to pop up and what issues you're going to have. So it's really like if you hire the, a great team, then you have the best chance of solving anything that, that jumps in your way. How do you challenge business ideas? We, we like to fail fast. So we don't like to do too much sitting around and theorizing on things. The best way to really prove or disprove any business idea is often just to build it and 
if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, then don't be precious about it and move on. And um, that's kind of an approach that, that we take. We don't make assumptions. We don't tend to stick to the status quo. If we think there's a better idea, we'll try it. And if it works, then great. If it doesn't, then hey, that's part of the game. You've had major funders back your business. What have you learned about funding over the years? Yeah, so funding for us, uh, we've been through three funding rounds. Um, and we uh, they're critical to, to the growth of your business, right? So um, when you, like getting money is important, but I think the, the most important thing is getting the right people behind you. And for us, when we go through a funding round, we spend a lot of time trying to make sure that the investor that we get on board is uh, is aligned with our interests and is going to be it's going to provide like the most value add. So that's probably one thing I would uh, I would say is, is very important is trying to fight, make sure these people are the right people, not just any any money. How have those funders influenced your approach to Holter? I am very close with uh, with the board, I guess, and I. I tend to reach out whenever there's an issue, and these people that they give you they give you money have been through a lot of the issues you've faced. So there's no point you sitting there at your desk trying to solve these by yourself. You might as well uh, reach out to them, let them know what's going on, and help solve it as a team. So they are critical to to everything we do, and uh, have had a massive influence in more ways than I could ever uh, ever explain. Did you ever feel like giving up, and what made you stick with it? No, I've never, never even crossed my mind to to, to give up. Um, I I guess I was I was brought up that way. Um, it just really hasn't even been an option to quit. What makes me stick with it? If I think like these been great progress, um, yeah. Hey, you have tough days. Like, no doubt about that. But uh, amongst that, you have like great days and you watch the team grow and you watch these problems get solved and the people that. Um, completely like take on so much risk and uh, come and join the team, especially early stages, to solve a big problem. So what motivates me is probably like the potential to completely change an industry. What do you think we need to see in New Zealand to help more young business people thrive? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think if there's any positive, the startup scene in New Zealand is definitely becoming bigger and becoming more and more well known. Um, there isn't currently there isn't too many startups these were years behind I guess like Silicon Valley as an example and whether we'll ever get there um, that's a whole nother question but I think to, to see businesses thrive they need to be uh, more young people whether it's becoming part of startups and doing internships at them and just more role models in that industry popping up and I think that is that's already happening so um, it'll be encouraging to see it see it grow. As Holter grows, you have had the challenge of finding the right people. How are you working through that and what have you learned? Yeah, so to find the right people, it's a challenge probably most companies will, will tell you about. Uh, the way we like to look at it is the best way we can attract the best talent is to give them the best environment to do their best work. And so effectively, that's a big part of my job is building that environment and making sure they have all the resource and all the connections and the culture and make it so that they don't really want to work anywhere else other than your, like the company. And I think that's, that's a big part of why we've had such uh, success in building the team here is because they like to, people like to come in and work with other smart people and like to come in and own their own projects and not be limited in their career growth by uh, like a hierarchy or a process. It's just like come in, do great work, and you'll be rewarded. That's a guarantee.
What would you say are the key elements for starting a successful business? A huge one is attitude. You've got to have, everybody on your team has to have the right attitude and be willing to work hard and be willing to to really just never give up. Um, so the I guess attitude ties into team. Having the right team is is a big thing, and also just having the right mentality around or aspirations around what your vision is, being united on that, and and where you want to take the company long term. When you are faced with making hard decisions, what process do you use? If there was a process to making a decision, then uh, I imagine that will be pretty easy. A lot of the time, you don't have all the information uh, at hand to make a quick decision, um, which you often have to make quick decisions. So uh, a lot of the time, you just have to think about it rationally. You have to really look back and be like, does this, how does this impact the long-term plan? Does this, is it part of the process or the roadmap moving forward? Do we have the resource? Um, so it's a whole lot of factors on the fly. And really, sometimes it comes down to a, like a gut call. And the best thing you can do to, to maximize the right outcome is to make sure you have uh, a lot of the information and you're up to speed on a lot of things and you've done your research and all that kind of stuff. What do you love most about your business? Uh, the team, guarantee. Nothing else other than being able to look around the room and see uh, everybody united on on a mission and everybody learning and loving what they're doing um we wouldn't be like what is a company without its people it's nothing so yeah we are just our people if you could go back in time what advice would you give yourself actually i was super fortunate so i had peter beck there from from the very start and uh when i left rocker lab to start halter he was in the corner yelling at me and making sure i didn't make any mistakes uh People tell you you have to hire great people, and I've even I've been harping on about this for for the whole interview, I guess. And I would probably tell myself that it's ten times as important as you think it is back then. So I thought I knew what it was like to hire great people. Our first hire wasn't uh, a great hire and, and isn't with us like today. And that was. It was actually like a two-week stint and it was probably the quickest crash course on hiring for culture um, you will ever get. Who inspires you? Anybody who starts a company knowing how hard it's going to be. I think most people start a company and uh, have no idea how hard it's going to be, um, including myself, or have... Yeah, no, it's, it's the people that... Um, that know it, they've done it before, they stand up and they do it all again. So I guess um, an example of that that's very topical is Elon Musk, right? He He's done multiple before and he's just continually to do them. So you have to respect somebody like that for, for standing back up and, and doing it all over again. Where do you think the future of agri-tech is headed? Yeah, that's a, um, that's a really good question. And I think that uh, the simple answer is it's going to be dictated by the consumer. So really the industry has to respond to what the, what the consumers are driving. And right now that means uh, we need products and dairy to be more sustainable. We need it to be better for the animals, better for the farmers. We need to get to a point where if you drink a glass of milk in the morning, you can be guaranteed that it's come from an operation that, is, that has healthy animals and has cows out of rivers and get to this, like, this big shift where um, farms are sustainable and good for the environment and really good for the animals involved. So I think that's where um, where that's mostly heading. Thank you for joining us this week, Craig. No, thank you. You have reached the end of another episode of Groundbreaking. Subscribe to this podcast on 
iTunes or through your favourite podcast service. Until next time, stay awesome and share the love.